from the Kings County Distillery Studios in New York City. It's the Hospitality Hangout featuring Shatsy the Restaurant Guy and Jimmy the Finance Guy. Jimmy, we got our whiskey on the rocks and it's ready to rock it out. It's five o'clock somewhere, Jimmy. Am I, am I, and I encourage all listeners to grab a cocktail and enjoy the show. It is five o'clock somewhere, but you know where it's not five o'clock? It's not, it's not five o'clock here, but no, that's okay. Definitely not. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere, as Jimmy Buffett said. Listen, I will, I will cheers to that. And and look, this is a big, this is a big deal. Big deal. Uh, b- big deal. First, first podcast we're recording in our new studio um, with our with Kings County Distillery and and Shazzy, you and I, we've always been, we've always been, you know, Scotch people. You on the blend. What's this? Me on the single malt, and look at us, look at us. Hey, Edgy, hey you know, we you know we came up with Jimmy. No, King Me. That's what we came up with. King Me. King and Pepsi. King and Pepsi. King Me. Absolutely delicious. All right. There we go. By the way, Kings County, loving you, baby. Loving you. All right. I want to welcome you formally to the Hospitality Hangout. This is a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. As Shatsy said, my name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. And I'll throw it back to my boy Shatsy, also known as the restaurant guy. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks for that kind of Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we're the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection. Hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and Jimmy Bagels. We love bagels. You love bagels. Who doesn't love a bagel. So I, so I love, you take hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and you put bagels with it, I think you got something. Win a, win a chicken dinner on a bagel. You know, Jimmy, I got to tell you, last night I couldn't sleep a wink. I Who's was out it? with you late. I couldn't sleep a wink. All I was thinking about is at the restaurants, it's so hard to find great, great workers today. You, it's really hard. And I got to tell you. Our restaurants, I wish I had this years ago. We are now using Our Work. Our Work, you go to OurWork.com, it is unbelievable. Jimmy, this company is making it happen for restaurant operators all over the world. Over 10,000 restaurants are now using Our Work. I wish I had it, Jimmy. How did you get a job? You got a, You were a bartender. How did you get a job? I walked off the street. I, I showed up at a bar and I said, hey, you looking for help? And was they, it Martell's? It was actually started across the street to Polo Grounds. And they asked me how old I was. I said, 18. They said, good, you can be the bar back. Well, I got to tell you, if the Polo Grounds was still in business, yes. you know what they, you know what they would need? Our work. They would need our work. Yes. McDonald's is using our work, Jimmy. Uh, Mc, 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 what? Mc, it's a little company, little company out of uh, Chicago, I believe. Oh, they're, yeah. using, they're using our work. You know, ourwork.com has over 5 million, over 5 million employees now using our work with restaurants to engage. It's unbelievable. I wish, I wish I had this, this technology, but I couldn't sleep because all I was thinking about, how are we going to get, how are we going to get workers? How are we going to, and now we have our work well, and I, it's I, making it really terrific. I will say, and we'll get into the family feud later or the the, the, the the hospitality feud, but if you ask any hospitality restaurant operator for their top five challenges, I'm hard pressed to think that labor isn't number one or two answer on the board. It has to be. So God bless. I appreciate what our work is doing. It's, I love those guys over there. So I got to tell you something. If you're an operator and you're listening, go to ourwork.com. Check it out. Because I got to tell you, it's going to make life super easy. You can focus on the food. Let our work focus on getting you the employees. Keep it simple, right? Keep, keep it, it simple. Keep it simple. Kiss theory. Keep it simple. Shatsy. I love it. I go. love it. Jimmy, we got a great show. Yes, we do. And we are very excited for today's episode. Joining us today is our friend Amr Wahab. President of Kettleman's Bagel. Uh, as two New Yorkers, 
Shatsy, you and I grew up on bagels. We know a few things about bagels. And you know what? Today, we're going to talk about Montreal-style bagels. Remember we had Anton Nichols on, uh, Nicholas, sorry, on the, but we talked about burger wars. We talked about chicken wars. Yep. Let's hope today doesn't turn into bagel wars because I got to tell you, I'm very proud of New York bagels, but the Montreal-style bagel is making noise, making things happen, and oh my God, what a company this is. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. So, uh, let Amr, let's let's kick it off. Oh, wait, wait, don't worry. We'll eventually let Amr oh. in. But before we do, before we do, we're gonna play a little game. What do we uh, got? We gotta play the uh, we gotta play Trivia Tuesday, okay? And you guys know, longtime listeners know what we do here. It's like match game. Yeah. To our listeners, by the way, Shazzy got a sound machine, so God help us. All right, it's all good. Listen, we're gonna play two truths and a lie. Okay, Shatsy, you know how this works. For any of our new listeners, I'm going to give you three facts about our friend Ammer. Two are true, one is false. Here we go. Fact one, the first time Ammer met his wife, his now wife, he proposed. Fact two. That's easy. Sure Am- Ammer, the guy's a lover. The guy is a lover. once got a birthday voicemail from Chris and Kim Kardashian. Fact three, Ammer's favorite food is a banana. I got to tell you, I mean, the birthday voicemail from Chris and Kim Kardashian, I mean, that could be like you can pay for that, and it could be just one a could give that as a gift. One could give that as a but gift. It could be anybody. Spends a gift, but it could be. Yeah, and the favorite food is banana. That, I have a hard time believing the favorite food is banana. I met, um, I met him. He, he was eating. There's no, rest, food. There's there's no, no restaurant food. guy. No, no, no lover bagel. No bagel guys going to say anything. My favorite is banana. banana. All right, we'll see. All right, Jatsy, here we go. Listen, remember, stay tuned to the end of the episode, and we'll reveal which other, which were the two truths and a lie. And now, finally, Amra's like. Who the hell booked why me on this show? This? Why, why am I showing this? Why am I reaching out to these guys? This? It's been 10 minutes. I, 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 I met them in Sun Valley. That was good enough. All right. Listen, Amber, we're going to now finally let you take the lead. Please introduce yourself. Give us a background. And, of course, introduce Kettleman's. Absolutely. Thank you guys both for uh, the, the warm welcome. And uh, I think anybody in our industry knows if you're a restaurateur, you can be a little crazy. So, I think I think you guys are normal compared to me. We um, resemble. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, look, I've I've been in the hospitality industry for 25 years uh, myself through through several different brands. Um, I can't believe the amount of opportunities uh, it is it has created for me uh, to develop as a leader as a person uh, and meet pretty interesting people like the two of you, uh, like we did last year at Sun Valley. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That, that was that was a great time. That was a scorcher. It was a great time, though. It was a great um, time. Listen, before we dive deep into into everything about you, let's get to know you a little bit more. Let's let's because the story always be, it, it begins with you dropping out of engineering school. You were eighteen, maybe nineteen. You were in engineering school. Things weren't going well. You're like engineering. I don't like engineering. I don't like trains. I don't like bridges. I don't like anything about engineering. I don't know what kind of engineer he was, but I'm just, I'm assuming he's either, he was either riding a train or he's building bridges or something like that. But he's an engineer. He didn't like it anymore. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a bartender. He always wanted to be a bartender. A bartender. bartender. And his mom and dad puked at the idea of going from an engineer to a bartender. But let's start. So you're a bartender. So let's pick it up. You're 19, maybe 20. You drop out of engineering school, and now you're a bartender. Your parents kick you out. You take over. Amber, this is Shatsy's Frazier Crane moment. This is Shatsy's Frazier Crane moment. Shatsy is listening. The microphone is yours. Fuck 15 hours. <laughs> um, my parents never kicked me out, which was great. So that, that, that was the Thank big goodness. plus. Thanks, mom, probably, and dad. Thanks mom and dad. 
They, they probably should have. It probably would have matured a lot faster. But yeah, um, I found myself in my third year. I did not like what I was doing. I did not like what I was studying. And I've always been pretty much a people person. And um, I did some moonlight bartending, and I said, man, I'm making money. So we know the feeling we were both bartenders back in the uh, yeah. late eighties, early nineties. I got to say, well, you're a lot older I, than me, Jim. I was making more money than any of my profession. My, any of my friends were professional cash, things. baby. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. It's all cash. Everyone used cash. It was you all were cash. cash. Were you, were you, were that, were you were in Canada at the time. Yes. Yeah. So you had like a Still million like, Canadian dollars, <laughs> right? What is that? Like 10 bucks? <laughs> Even the exchange. It ain't Turkish lira, Shatsy. It ain't lira. So, yeah, so I, I found myself, you know, drawn back. Uh, so I started bartending with the goal of doing more than that. And it turned into managing that nightclub. Then it was several nightclubs. And then it was several nightclubs and several restaurant venues. But I, I woke up. Uh, at the age of uh, 27 at 4.30 in the afternoon, looked in the mirror and said, shit, you love what you do, but is this the right fit? <laughs> and um, that's that's when I had that aha moment. And uh, I said, I got to get out. And I, I moved straight out of my, my life. I got before I'm 30. So at 27, I move out of my parents' house in Ottawa, Canada, uh, to Toronto, and I meet this guy down there. Uh, his name's Matthew. He just opened his first restaurant. He wants to hire me as the director of operations. Um, so I join. I take a chance on him. He takes a chance on me. 2005, uh, we renamed the company because we have to the United States, and well, actually globally, and we renamed it in 2005 Freshy. Um, Freshy grew, I grew with it, uh, and then I was given an opportunity with another concept called Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Oh, and that, I was, that we know. And I, I was lucky, yeah, I was I, lucky I enough to be, to, to be part guys. of that and bring that over to Canada. Um, and then I guess I made some attention out there somewhere, and another entrepreneur came and poached me away, and that was a company called Big Smoke Burger, uh, and we actually grew that internationally uh, into the Middle East, into the United States with a few concepts down there, uh, before that was sold off to uh, MTY. Sure, and MTY, they're and buying everything today. They absolutely are. And then- um, and Didn't you just hang out with those guys yes at, I, uh, in Scottsdale? Yes, I did. By the way, you said Big Smoke, and before you said the word burger, Shatsy was leaning in all excited. He was like, Big Smoke, yeah. what are you talking about here? Yeah, I love uh, Big Smoke. Big Smoke. I wasn't thinking burger, though. <laughs> I know, I, I do believe that is correct. Sorry, Amber, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's all great, guys. Um, and then, you know, along my life, uh, I actually danced with a mutual acquaintance of ours, Dan Rowe. He, he was- he was one of the, the most best. handsome, one of the most handsome gentlemen in all of franchising. Absolutely, Get a big <laughs> shout out to Dan. no, seriously, big shout out to Dan. Dan's Rowe. awesome. Big shout out to Fran Smart. You want to talk about leaders and experts in this space? I, I respect Amor. The shout out, um, absolutely well deserved. No, yeah, question. he he and he put me in line with somebody in in Ottawa because I had moved back, who was looking for an operator, and he met with this this investment partner. Uh, and he told me it was Kettleman's. And I was like, I used to go to Kettleman's to sober up at 2.30 in the morning. And um, 
that was early uh, early mid 2016. Uh, and here we, we do are. Sandwiches, yada yada yada. I'm the president. I We've grown it. from one store to eight, opening two more, and we're looking forward to taking it to twenty. I think it's awesome. And actually, the story you told, Shatsy mentioned I was a bartender. He mentioned Martell's, which is where I cut my teeth as bartending. We used to keep the joint open till 4 a.m. That was no matter how many customers, uh, the owner, my boss, wanted it to be 4 a.m. Because he felt if you're not, people don't want to guess whether you're staying open. They need to know you're open till 4 a.m. We developed the late night crowd. We got people from other bars or restaurants coming. We actually would then stay open till about 5 a.m. But And your your aha moment I was going to my own bagel joint around 5.36 in the morning watching a dad pick up bagels for his family, and I was coming off of work, and I said, i got to change my game. <laughs> i gotta, I got to reshape what I'm doing. Although I didn't come up with the idea of launching a bagel joint, so this is really fun. Listen, if I were a journalist, which I'm not, writing a feature story on Kettleman's, which I may, um, the headline would be something along the following, highest grossing bagel concepts secret to expansion to success is finding the right franchise partner, hiring the right people. And I know we all just gave a shout out to Dan Rowe and we love him. And I got to tell you, he's been a guest on the podcast, but can you fill in the body of this article? Here's the article, Kettleman's headline, the secret sauce. Can you fill in the article about the right franchise partner and the right people? Yeah, to give, to give some context uh, to the listeners, you know, we, we have uh, units that do north of $4.8 million in revenue. That's we a have, lot of bagels. Uh, that's a lot of bagels and a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of salads, too. Yeah. Chicken salad, egg Luna salad, 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 salad well, salmon salad, carrot salad, whitefish salad. I'll stop now. Egg salad. We, I said egg. But we're not that much into the salad part of it. Yep. Oh. You know, uh, oh. I mean, actually, Oops. if you look, you look over my. That's just bagels. That's just bagels <laughs> and, and cream cheese. <laughs> Well, if you look right over my shoulder, you, you see there's a nice, great image of a belt. Uh, we we aren't your typical bagel shop. Um, we we like to consider ourselves a sandwich hey, shop. What's in the that belt that's making me hungry? Looking at that picture, what's a belt? Uh, bacon, egg, lettuce, tomato. Bacon, egg, lettuce, tomato. I never had a belt. You, you couldn't BLT. Figure, you couldn't figure it out, but they. Th- well, but I knew the, the, egg. BLT, the egg. BLT doesn't have an egg. The e. There's the. There is B- no, BLT. It's Canada. I don't know what's going on in Canada. <laughs> what the hell they're eating up there? Who, yeah, you don't know how to say the word egg in Canadian. It's called the egg. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Amber. Sorry. It's all, it's all great. I. We. You know. Maybe we speak the Queen's English, and uh, <laughs> maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Exactly. Thank you for standing up for me. For sticking up for me. Jimmy. I know your kids don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look, all that being said, yeah, we actually, we, we, we don't, we're not a regular bagel shop. We're a sandwich shop that happens to make it on bagels. We serve the, the steak and the sizzle too. You walk into one of our units, you can actually see our team members making the fresh hand rolled bagels, a 420 year old recipe. Um, but yeah, what, what is the secret? The secret is, um, love the right people. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's the right people, it's love, and it's got to be good. I mean, it's got to be good. Well, you know, we're, we're corporately owned currently, and mm-hmm. so, you know, that's in, – in my past life, which is more relevant to these questions, it was finding individuals who presented the right qualities. It wasn't necessarily the biggest bank account. It was the individuals who had the same values as, as the organization, the people who wanted to invest their money because they believe in the brand and they believe in where it's going. And, you know, generally, those people end up becoming the most successful in terms of, of franchisees. I mean, uh, look at look at Greg Flynn. Um, I mean, the largest, largest business, franchise right? operator in America. 
right? But he knows what he's good at. He, he aligns himself with the right brand. And sure. I go, that is absolutely the key. Yeah, I Don't agree. Know. All right. So listen, so you got the right brand, you got the right people, you got the right bagels, you got the right lettuce and tomato. And you the got, egg, and the and egg. the egg, you got the egg, you got everything. But I got to tell you, let's just talk technology a little bit, because I don't think a lot of people, when they talk about bagels, think about technology. Am I right? So you guys were the first bagel company to offer custom mobile ordering app, at least in Canada. Am I right? Absolutely. And not like I said, people don't think about bagels and technology. And I got to tell you, I know some bagel stores uh, here in New York, Jimmy. I got to tell you, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to upset anybody. But you go there. You're standing online like an idiot to get food. And then when you order on, on your phone and you go to pick it up, yes, you're like, online you stand still- online to pick it up yes. at the order like an idiot. And it drives me crazy. There's got to be tech. I know there's tech out there because we've invested in a lot of them. <laughs> there are solutions out maybe, there maybe to solve for all maybe this. There's somebody who can I wrote a letter to that guy and he didn't email me back. I'm like, why don't you put some lockers in there, digital lockers, and there's a whole bunch. Anyway, share more about why you're mobile ordering. And what you've done and tell us about that and what kind of technology and automation are you continuing as you grow from eight stores to uh, 2000? I think you said something like that in the next uh, two, two to three months. Well, um, 2000 is a stretch, but was it not 2000? You never know. know. 200? It was 200. It was 200 in like a month. I know it was a big number. I know it was a big number. I remember that. Big. Um, Jimmy and I think big. Well, we, we think think big, but be, let's be realistic because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure at the same time. All right, good point. So, good point. Good point. We, we try. Um, listen, we this pre-COVID, we had launched the app, uh, a mobile ordering app, because by the nature of QSR, right, uh, it's supposed to be quick. And in listening to our guests, we, we heard what they wanted, and they wanted us to be quicker. And, um, you know, now you can order, you can get your bagel sandwich if you're in store from the time you order to receive it in five minutes. But with the app, you know, people can come in as they please on a scheduled time. But then what we realized is people's schedules sometimes change. You may place your order to pick up at 1130, traffic, God knows what, it's 1145. Your food is not right. What we've added to on the, to the app is um, geofencing technology. So people have to cross a threshold, and uh, the company we use is called Blue Dot. And I know Blue Dot very well. Love those guys. Respect. Yeah. Shout out to Blue Dot. This episode is sponsored by Blue Dot. Only if they only if they say yes, but we gave one. We gave it to them. <laughs> Listen, and 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 what that allows is the guests to have even more convenience and more control as well as us provide them with a fresher, better product. So they cross that threshold, it gets triggered into the kitchen, chick comes out, we make it, we know where it's going, guest pulls up up to our drive-through or to the counter, and we do the handoff. Uh, but also in, with, with regards to our production, you know, there were many things we were doing manually. We were, we were creating about, uh, I think 3,000 pounds of cream cheese a week and scooping wow. it by hand. So we, you know what? We looked into this and we're like, there has to be technology and AI. And surely enough, there was. And we teamed up with a, a company, um, put in their equipment, 
and you tell that machine now you want 175 grams, it spits it out. Doesn't matter the consistency of the. Oh, it doesn't product. really spit it out. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I think I think he meant the machine that produces the hundred and seventy-five. Okay. I want to make sure yes. that to our listeners that, that go to Kettle and they're like, "Oh God, they spit out the cream cheese." I, I don't want. I that. don't think anyone thought that. You just mentioned it. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> right, that's all right. You're, you're a giver, chef. Yeah. You're a giver. It, it, it does portion control there. There you go. I think that's more professional. Portion control. <laughs> now I understand where you're going with that. I love it. That's um, that's unbelievable. Using blue dot geofencing, using robotics uh, to to save on labor, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Listen, we, I talked about it earlier. Um, I said if we were playing the game of Family Feud, it's labor. One of the biggest pain points in the industry today continues to revolve around the labor shortage and employee retention. Ourwork.com. <laughs> Listen, employee turnover can cost a restaurant around nine hundred dollars per person. And, uh, and, and really could be the hidden death of some brands. I know you have a 26% annual attrition rate. And I want to pause because there's some folks I respect that are not in this industry. You hear 20% attrition rate. That's a big number. Crazy no, number. no, it's a tiny number. Oh, it's, a tiny okay? number. it's a tiny number because this 26% annual attrition rate is incredibly impressive considering the industry average, wait for it, pausing for effect, 97%. Okay, the industry average is at 97%, Kettleman's 26%. Can you share your secret sauce, not just in training, but in maintaining happy employees? I know you attribute it to these training apps and I and AI to manage and monitor employees, but your rate of attrition is just incredibly low. So if if they talking. were using ourwork.com, <laughs> it would be lower, Jimmy. Even lower. <laughs> All right, Amber, what do you got? How, do you, how are you producing such a low rate? It, it actually comes from, uh, again, it's hiring the right people who have the right attitude. Uh, our managers aren't told to sit there and ask a certain list of questions. It's more so have a conversation. Uh, we can train for skill all day. We've, we've perfected that craft. And in perfecting the craft of training for skill, the number one reason why people leave companies is because they're not trained properly. And we do use, uh, you know, learning management softwares uh, encompassed with milestone checkups, sort of like a scheduler slash CRM. And um, we actually conduct these things. We call them state interviews. And it was something I introduced in 2017. And that is every manager is to meet with a different employee once a week, sit there and say, hey, what makes Kettleman special? What do you the like bagels, about the your bagels? Job? What they all say the bagels, right? No, but they all say the bagels. Am I right? It's the same answer. I mean, it's a pretty good perk when you when you get to take home free bagels. So pretty good perk. I mean, I love it. That, you know, my second job from bar, my, my first job ever in restaurants, by the way. You know, it was a bagel store. It's still there. Bagel Chateau. It's now Goldberg's in Milburn, New Jersey. I did not know. I that. ate there, took the kids to this way. Yep. I, my, <laughs> I was making bagels. So I, 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 I and we used to take home bagels. I loved it. Absolutely. But, you know, you got to, and it speaks part of the culture. So it's not just the product, right? Um, and and it's those doing those stay interviews, you build trust with the team members and they, they start to open up and they start to give you the real insight. And they actually, when something beautiful organically happens, they all start to hold each other accountable. Now, that's one less opportunity for your manager to look over and see is how's that chemistry on the floor? Let them focus on their jobs to grow, develop people. 
My job is to create the opportunity for growth. I'm out there trying to open new restaurants. We have we have over 500 people working for us. You know, you know something? I love it. Let's talk about new restaurants. It's a great segue, and thank you for bringing it up. You guys are expanding. You said you had eight stores. You're praying another two, 3,000 stores in the next couple of weeks. Uh, all seriousness, expansion to the U.S. is on the roadmap for you guys. And it's interesting as we look um, – for other brands, it took it took Chipotle 20, 20 years and Chick-fil-A 60 years to get to Canada, you know. And I know the Canadian marketplace is constantly used as a benchmark to test concepts um, uh, before they come to the American market. Um, so are you how are you anticipating an entrance to the American market? I mean, uh, is New York something that you would attempt to go to with our famed bagels or would it be coming to Chicago, across the border over there, hitting Michigan a little bit, maybe, you know? Or are you going out west? You know, because I've been to California. Let me tell you, terrible bagels. They could use a good a good kettleman. I'll tell you that right now. What's the plan? How do you get how do you how do you get out of Canada? Not leave Canada, but bring some stores to America so Jimmy and I can have some kettlemans. Absolutely. First, I, I it It'd be far long before we go to California until they settled up that whole tax situation they have there. But, All right, so uh, California is out. With respect not to going to California. States, I go, like, Ket- look, Kettleman's been around for 30 years, right? So, so in, the, in the same token, we could, we could say, you know, why haven't we done that and crossed over yet? Um, we think uh, you guys deserve a Montreal bagel, not style. We, we want to give you something authentic. Um, we, and and it's, look, you have Montreal bagel-style concepts out there. You have Black Seed, right, mm-hmm. in your Black backyard. Black Seed's in New York. They seem to be doing yeah. very well. They're doing, they're doing great. So you, yeah. have My, you have Myers up in Vermont. You know, I, I'm not going to knock them, but we follow an original recipe that's 420 years old. Yeah, I don't know Myers personally, but there's no way that recipe's four years old. I know people in Vermont, and they said that they don't like it very much. But, but I said there is a, there is a demand. There's absolutely a demand in marketplace for a sandwich to be served on a bagel. That I is that is the big differentiator that we have. Um, and you know, I mean, you you talk about coming into one of our restaurants, you'll see three generations right sitting at a table. That's our demographic. We hit every single scale. And then I think personally, I think you guys would be as excited as we were in Canada when Chick-fil-A opened its first store in Toronto. I got to tell you, I I, I think there is a demand. Mind you, in New York, by the way, Chick-fil-A only came here, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago. My kids went bananas. And they still wait online here in New York City. Maybe we got seven, eight of them now in New York. They wait online. I mean, Chick-fil-A is a big deal here in New York. And let me tell you something. This is coming from me, and I am a bagel aficionado. I know some about bagels. Jimmy knows something about bagels. I'm telling you, if Kettleman's comes to New York, you will knock it out of the park. Boom. Not not saying – I would never say never, but absolutely on the radar. There we go. See what everyone's saying? Everyone's going crazy here. They're going crazy, loving it. I love the studio. I love the studio the audience we somehow just found. I out of the sound machine. Okay, listen, Ammer, um, it turns out we started this podcast because Shatz and I, we love bringing guests on, bringing friends on and chatting with them. But we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have a question or two for us. So let's kick off talking back 
We're going to offer you the opportunity to ask us a question. And as I like to say, nothing is off the table. Well, um, my, I have two questions. Hey, uh, we'll give so you two. Yeah, Nobody said, two. said anything about two. I said questions. It was plural, right, plural. Am or take two questions. Yeah, and he also said see it's, the first you know, question first. His mic, we'll, his mic. And we'll see if we like the second question. All right. Well, the, here, the, the first question is, um, if you go back in time or you could and tell your 16-year-old self or give it some advice, and I don't mean buy Bitcoin or buy <laughs> Apple stock, okay? I mean real-life advice. What would that be? And the second question, and I want you guys to be honest, because i that's what I expect from you guys. Yep, always. Shake Shack or In-N-Out? Wait, what was that second question? second one was Shake Shack or In-N-Out. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take the first one. All right. Okay. And the first one, I got to tell you something. As I said earlier, my first ever job was working at a bagel store. It was a bagel chateau in Milburn, New Jersey. It's still there. They renamed it Goldberg's. They're all over uh, Long Island, New York, New Jersey, and still owned by the same people. And I got to tell you, I think that working in a restaurant in any capacity is the greatest first job that anybody could ever have, whether it leads to uh, further jobs within the industry or not, having the first job in a restaurant environment teaches you so many things that I think it should almost be required from every single parent to have their kids do that first. Because I just think it's teamwork, it's, it's, it's customer service, it's dealing with customers, it's, it's fast paced, it's multitasking. There's so many things going on in a restaurant that could really help you. So that's one thing that I would. I took away from that at 16. I have no regrets. I love it. I talk about it to this day. I'm talking about it right now, and I love it. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna pause there on that first question, and then I'll answer about the Shake Shack. All right. I, I like your answer. I, I think mine. And I'll just. You asked. Uh, you asked us to be honest, and I pride myself on on being a direct, uh, as unfiltered as possible, straight shooter. Hopefully, always professional, respectful. But when you started to frame the question, my mind went right away to care less what other people think about what you're doing um, and have more confidence in that whatever you're doing, you know what, make sure you feel good about it. And that's really what should matter. Be respectful of others. Try not to mess up other people's stuff, but care less about what other people think about you. Cause I got to tell you, they're really not thinking much about you. So to be influenced by that, to be impacted by that, to make your own decisions by what you think others perceive, I would tell my 16 year old self care less about that. Because I got to tell you, at 55, and that's how old I am, I no longer give an F about that. And I got to tell you, I'm gonna, <laughs> and you look terrific. And whenever, I, I, I was going to say 54. I cannot believe whenever I Whatever moment that I started to transition where I felt confident that, you know what, you do the right things, be respectful of others, play fair, play nice, but do what you need to do. I got to tell you, things got a lot better for me. So I got to say, that's what I would tell my 16-year-old self. And that's an honest answer to a very direct question. Maybe too deep. Maybe my therapist would be like, Really? You told that on the podcast? I guess I did. Care less about what people think about you because I got to tell you, they really don't think that much about you. No, I got to tell you, Jimmy, as usual, your answer is always fantastic and better than mine. Damn it. Now I should have went second. I should have went second. Let's talk about burgers. Well, I got to tell you something. Listen, I know, that, I know what you're asking. Well, I'm like, I, well, let me just say what I'm going to say. And you'll tell me if you thought I was, what, this is what you thought I was going to say. <laughs> yes. I think in New York City, Shake Shack, it's, it's a New York yeah. City brand. It crushes it. It's delicious. They knock it out of the park. They do fantastic. I would have to say 
you know, we were very late to the game here in New York in the burger game. Like most of our burgers were all imports from other parts of the world. All of that was, it was all imports. We never had a homegrown brand really like a Shake Shack. We never had that. So the idea that we got that was just un- unbelievable. So I would have to say that Shake Shack is just, because it's New York, I love it. However, however, when I was in L.A., the first time that I had an In-N-Out burger, blows your socks off. I mean, it's unbelievable. Maybe it's because it's In-N-Out and we, we've we heard about it for so long. And when I had the first one, it was unbelievable. But I got to be a, a Shake Shack is Awesome. Anyone come to New York, you have a Shake Shack. There is no In-N-Out from Monday. They're never coming here. And and so I love In-N-Out and I love Shake Shack here in New York. Amory, you see what Chessy just did there? He just did the two-armed accountant thing. Yeah, but yeah. on the other hand, on the other hand, you know what? I respect his answer, but I I, but I, I, I insulted the guy in Vermont with the bagel place. I'm, I'm waiting for Myers to get back to me and say, why would you, you, you say did, that? You did go at Myers I, a little I, bit. I, mean, I know Myers is. I, I know. I mean, it was really armor started. He said the bagels aren't good. No, 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 no. He didn't did. say that. He didn't <laughs> sorry, say that. I'm sorry. I'm going to get an email from Myers right. in Vermont. All I'm going to say is, for the reason Shaq's, uh, Shaq, Shaq, he said, so I feel so... Uh, bless. I really say that that uh, Mr. Danny Meyer and his whole team launched Shake Shack, New York brand. That's our that's our special burger joint. And full stop. That's it. The Shack. You can't get you can't get. I ain't doing no, no tour to count. And the other hand, no Shake Shack. There it is. You Boom. You can't get better than that. All right. Are we done, Chat? That's it. Are we done? There's nothing. No, left? I don't think so. Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Come on, Chat. Tell we me you have, got music. We've got, we've got a little a little a segment coming up right now. And I think everyone knows this one. There, we go. there you go. Here we go. We got a little food service feud coming up, right? And the feud, you can't get better than the food service feud. By the way, you pair a little food service feud with a bagel and powerwork.com. <laughs> You pair bagels with the family food or the food service feud at ourwork.com, and you are loving life. I got to tell you, we have a great addition, a celebrity addition, okay? It's no secret that many celebrities got their start in hospitality. At some point in time, hiring a, a hiring manager saw something very special in a lot of these now celebrities, okay? And, uh, and and they, they weren't famous. They were you know, now they're famous. But when, when they were hired, they weren't famous. And uh, there's a lot of people like this. Okay. So each week we're going to have our guests go head to head with Jimmy to guess the top answer on the board. We've actually pulled 100 billion people. 100 billion people on LinkedIn. I think you misread that. It's 100 real people. 100 people yeah. on LinkedIn. We have talked to 100 people on LinkedIn, and we asked them a question, okay? Amr, are you ready? I'm ready. Jimmy? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's the question? I'm going to (laughs) ask it right now, okay? Which Canadian-born celebrity worked at McDonald's flipping burgers before taking to the big screen? Is it? Ryan Reynolds, Rachel McAdams, Keanu Reeves, or Catherine O'Hara? I go ding, ding. Oh, go. I think Keanu is kind of an interesting, quirky dude. I think he's the kind of guy with flip burgers. I'm going Keanu. 
How much do you care to guess? Because Keanu is not the number one answer on the board. Oh, it's, I think it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Who doesn't like Ooh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? I mean, the guy's buying soccer teams. He's selling uh, com- companies for $10 trillion. He's doing it all. He's trying to buy our soccer, our hockey team here in Ottawa, the Senators. He is. Oh. He is killing. I got to tell you, I'm sorry to say, fellas, it was. I, so I got to tell you, I'm loving Rachel McAdams. Oh. I was loving Rachel McAdams. And I just saw her, I think, on, like, something. She's on, like, a new a new movie or a new TV show based on a book. She's doing unbelievable. So it was Rachel McAdams flipping burgers at McDonald's before making her her her, her way up to, to Hollywood, big screens, okay? So there you have it, okay? And let me tell you, I just want to say, if if McDonald's – McDonald's uses ourwork.com <laughs> – I just wonder, did they get Rachel McAdams using OurWork.com? I don't know. But anyway, that that's it. So you got it right there. Rachel McAdams, OurWork.com, McDonald's, Flipping Burger. God bless Canada. Jimbo? I, I love that. Actually, I like Amherst's answer uh, more than mine because if, if Ryan Reynolds would like to buy a single share of Brandon, by the way, he's like the magic man. He's the gold, he's gold finger, I got to tell you. Ryan, call me. Okay. Listen, at the top of the show, we played it. We're playing our game. Uh, three facts about our friend Ammer. Uh, two are true. One is false. Quick refresher. The first time Ammer met his, his now wife, he proposed. Second fact, Ammer once got a birthday voicemail from Chris and Kim Kardashian. Third, Ammer's favorite food is a banana. Chats, you want to guess which are the two truths and a lie? I just, I mean, if, if, if. Amherst's favorite food's a banana. I gotta be honest. With you. I don't know if I'm gonna ever have him back on the show. I cannot believe that his favorite food could be a banana. It's I gotta, gotta be full. I, gotta, I would say the first time I ever met his, his now wife, he proposed. I could see that's that. A good, that's a great guy. By the way, what a first date if that's I the mean, case. I mean, he blew her away. What's she gonna say? I mean, honestly. I mean, and the guy's gorgeous. The guy is gorgeous. And, you know, the Kim Kardashian, Chris Kardashian, sure, why not? I mean, you know. All right. Did George Costanza have like uh, like Rocky Balboa? Who did he have? Didn't he uh, have somebody? The Rock. The rock. Hey, hey, rock. All right, let's, Go ahead. Ammer, what do you got? Reveal the answer, please. The 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 truth, or do you want the false first? The false is the banana. Yes. Oh, ah. I, knew, I knew that. Oh yeah. Come on. All right. So first of all, I was getting nervous. I'm like, Jets, you just made a bold statement. We never had Ammer back on the show. If he likes, if he loves banana, but wait, that was the false. No, not so tell us, tell I us like about us favorite right. banana. I want to hear about your first date that led to a proposal because that is freaking awesome. It wasn't actually a first date. I, um, in my intoxicated self, walked up to my wife who was working at uh, this this restaurant, and I I looked at her and I said, "Hey, you want to get married?" And she uh, looked at me, said, no, beat it. And I said, you will one day. Wow. And um, I made it my mission. And uh, lo and behold, that's uh, 20 years ago. Wow. That, that happened in August. So uh, it's worked out I for me. <laughs> we got to guess. What's your wife's name? I got to give a shout oh, out actually, to your to be, wife. And yeah. we got to get her on the line. Actually, to be fair, it wasn't dated to the first time he met. First time he met, you're right. Oh, it was the first I, time. You I actually, you, you saw Love at First Sight and and made the statement and then made it come true. That How is, long did it take until you actually did propose? Uh, four years. There you go. Four years. And and yeah. and, and she you, you wore it down. You, it's like, you're like actually, me. three years. It was three years, uh, three years and four months. And then I proposed. See, what a great memory. 
That is yeah, good. That's no, that nice. That's awesome. And and was it Chris and Kim Kardashian that actually did call, or was and it like one of those fake recording no, type things? It, it was actually them. The funny thing is, I had a two one two number. And I kept getting phone calls for some guy named Lamar. And I never put two and two together. Oh, I get yeah, this voicemail. Hey, Lamar. <laughs> it's, it's your right. favorite mother-in-law. Lamar was part of the, he was part of the Kardashian crew for a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, there went his basketball career. His like, basketball career tanked after that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say it's all right, Lamar. Yeah, I came home. I played, it, I played it for my wife. And she goes, those are the Kardashians. And I was like, what? And... And then I get a phone call at that exact time, no word of a lie, from a 917 number that I don't know. And I answer it, and it's a guy, and he's telling me he's looking for Lamar. And I'm like, listen, I don't know who Lamar is. Who is he? He goes, how do you not know Lamar Odom? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. He was like, he was with the Knicks. He just got shipped out to the Lakers. I go, and who are you? He goes, I'm I'm his cousin. I go, he doesn't love you because he didn't give you his new number. Yeah, I got to tell you, that's that's a funny story. That's crazy. That's great. That's yeah. a, that is a great story. So we really, so Chris, the the the, the Kardashians called you? Yeah, we, we, were, we were going down the path of like, uh, you know, rent the, rent the call. Yeah, that's what call. I thought. No, legitimate do, call. They even have like the fake, like the people that do yeah. the voices, you know? By the way, I, I, gotta, I don't answer numbers that I don't recognize. Yeah. I got to rethink that. Maybe I'm missing Chris Kardashian calling me. Maybe yeah, I got to tell you, I could see I her pick calling those you, up. Jimmy. But I, I feel like she's calling you deliberately. It's not a mistake. I think she <laughs> Okay. You know, anyway, listen, we got a lot to cover and you got like a couple hundred bagel stores to open up really quickly. So let's go to the Brenda Quickfire real quick. Okay. Everyone loves the Brenda Quickfire. I mean, look, uh, thank you. Thank you. I know. Thank you. The, the studio audience loves the Brenda Quickfire. They're going crazy. I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Are you ready? Don't think too hard. Okay. Just first thing comes to your mind. Are you ready? Absolutely. Favorite bagel topping? Smoke meat. Interesting, interesting. You know, Jimmy won't put two meats on a burger. He only has a burger, but no bacon. But he'll eat bacon, but not on a burger. Is that weird or no? I don't eat bacon, so I don't know. Okay. I won't do two meats, though. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Mano City. We got uh, my godchildren sleeping over, and tomorrow's a PD day from school. So it's a Friday night for the kids, so they want pizza from Mano City. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite food city in the world? Chicago. Where is your favorite place to travel? It depends on how much time. Uh, under three days, Las Vegas. Anything more, Florida. There you go. If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a game of knock hockey, which is very much like ice hockey, just different, <laughs> who do you have better odds of beating? Um, Jimmy. Oh, uh, really? I mean, yeah, yeah, by the I way, knockoff was a big camp game. I don't know if Jimmy told you, but he spent like 25 years at Camp Brant Lake. And knockoff, he was a big, 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 big. I mean. I'll be very clear. I respect anyone who thinks that, that, that choosing me is the one to beat over you. I want to want you to know I respect that. I think they're wrong usually because your level of ADD. How, how are you a knockoff? I was good knockoff. I could do the thing, you know, that the, with my thumb. Sure. And I could like squeeze it and make it. I knew, the, I knew the shots. I played in camp. All right. But, Emma, I respect the answer. I got to tell you, I think you're wrong, but that doesn't mean I don't respect your answer. We're going to get a knock hockey board here at B-Works. Yes. And we're going to get a little knock hockey uh, tournament going, Amr, and you're going to come here, and you're going to play, and we're going to see. Hey, hey, knock it out. I, I just get the vibe that, that Shatsy plays a lot. 
Yeah, I know where you get that vibe from. I don't know what's going on in New York and Canada. There's yes. something, something blocking. There's definitely interference. Like, yeah, it's been a long time. Camp Lennox is a long time ago, and I used to play. I played with the kids. We had we had it in the Hamptons out in the basement. Yeah, we had knock you hockey. I was you know what? Maybe, maybe that's the you know what? Choice. I think you're right. I am great at knock hockey. I love my. I am the knock hockey king. I take it all back. You know what, Chad? I'm going to let you have that one. Listen, Amr, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, uh, sharing your great insights. And since we know you never forget your first time, you're the first guest we've had on in our new Kings County Distillery podcast studio. Oh, yeah, we very I mean, much it appreciate it. gorgeous. That. I, mean, every time, I think every time we mention Kings County, we should have to take a drink. I would, but it's only 1147. There you go. Listen, I'm not going to do it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Amr directly, Please email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We'd be happy to make the introduction to our listeners. We want to continue uh, to thank you and appreciate you. You tune in to us, our, our, our subscribers, our, our listeners, uh, are, they're, they're just growing exponentially, and we wouldn't be able to keep doing this and even expanding uh, without your continued support, so thank you. Uh, please join us next time as we welcome our guest, Adam Gollum, CEO of Promonti Brothers. We got Promonti in the house. Pittsburgh knocking it out of the park. I love Pittsburgh, except for they beat the Jets in the AFC Championship. It was the last AFC Championship I think we went to, but now... Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I'm thinking Super Bowl. I'm thinking oh, wait, Super did, didn't Bowl. Didn't we see this movie before with Brett Favre? Yeah, but this Favre, is, but this is Favre, 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 Favre. But that was our practice round okay. with Green Bay. This is the real deal. Right. The second time we take the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, like, what do you want to say? What do you want to make hey, fun hey, of me hey, being hey, a Jets fan? I can see. What? Rodgers is going to be a Vikings within a year and a half. So go Vikings. You're okay. right. After he wins yes. the Super Bowl with the Jets, he will go do with the Vikings. This will okay repeat that. itself. Listen, and a special thank you to Our Work for uh, for sponsoring this uh, this episode of the, of the Hospital Diet Hangout. If you want Can to I learn my Our Work song, it, yeah, probably it's Ourwork.com. If you want to learn more about Our Work, please visit the, uh, their website at Ourwork.com. Pretty simple. Ourwork.com. Very nice. And listen, if you haven't if you haven't subscribed to our podcast already. Please jump on board um, again with great appreciation to Amr and, uh, and and thank you. And, and to Kettleman's, this is Jimmy Frishing, your finance guy, signing off and passing it to my boy, Shatsy. I got to tell you, Jimbo, this was a fantastic podcast from the new studio, the Kings County Distillery Studio. I'm loving it. Kettleman's, I can't wait. What is, can you ship me some bagels? Is that, am I allowed to ask for that? If I, That's if I said, you can't, you can't. Absolutely. Oh, yes, Absolutely. you can. Oh, you I'm, can. I'm, I'm bringing, I, 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 in talking to your producers, I'll be down in uh, July. There we um, go. Bringing you the freshest and best bagel you, you bring that on had. a plane or is that like liquid? You, I think you could bring, I can it, bring it, it on a plane. It's, it's not bagels are legal on a plane? Bagels are legal. Really All right, so bring the bagels down. I can't wait. Some and, and I, we'll swap you out. We'll give you some some branded swag, and and we'll get some bagels, and we'll knock it out of the park. This is great, Chatsy. Awesome. Signing out, hospitality hangout. Last thing, with Kettleman's. How do I find it? Kettleman's.com? What is it? www.kettleman's.com. Boom. Kettleman's.com. Boom. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Cheers.